Hello, foodies, and welcome to the Dining on the Dime podcast. We give you the latest foodie news, give you tips to help you save on monthly food budgets, and we'll throw in some recipes and cookie tips, too. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of this great sport. My name's Kevin Wilson. Jay Cole. Jim Hassan. Okay, today we got an exciting show. We're going. Did to... you actually have the opening of the show written down no, there? No, You've no, been no. doing this for a year and a half. <laughs> no, these are the uh, websites. To, these are for the website. Oh, okay. I thought there was a CVS receipt. I, I, was like, <laughs> I know. No, almost nothing is that big. Is <laughs> today we will be talking to two great guests. Uh, the first guest is the owner of Tuck Ins. Now, what is a Tuck In? Uh, Tuck In is an inside out s'mores, and they do very well. It's on a stick. So uh, he's going to tell you about that. Uh, we're also going to have Chris Myers from GourmetShows.com. They're coming again. Last year was one of the greatest uh, events I've ever done. He's coming, and our team will be there, hopefully. And let's go right away. Let's go to Dan from Tuck-Ins. Dan, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm excited about this product because I've never seen it. And I said, our show is innovative. We have introduced our uh, audience to a lot of new products. And I want you to tell us, uh, tell our listeners about Tuckins. Absolutely. Yeah. So Tuckins is an inside out s'more on a stick. So each one has a handmade graham cracker surrounded by chocolate. And that's all tucked into our handmade marshmallow. And these are roastable. You can roast them up over a gas or electric stove or a campfire. Or as you saw at events, we bring out these nice little uh, tabletop fireplaces. They're about the size of a Kleenex box, burn a bioethanol fuel, and people just roast them up right there. Okay, Dan, let me ask you a question. We have our friends in Hudson Valley, New York, WMLD radio listening right now. Hey, I'm outside of the area how can they order the tuck-ins? Sure. You can go right to our website at tuck-ins.com. Order right through there. We ship priority mail. So we're based in Philly, outside in the Hudson Valley. You'll get them within two to three days. That's fantastic. And we want to thank our listeners in the Hudson Valley. We love you. You're on listening to us on WMLD uh, Monday at 1 o'clock. Uh, Dan, tell us a little bit more. Where are you going to be appearing? Uh, what's going on with tuck-ins? Sure. So we are currently ramping up because we are going to be at the holiday market at Dilworth Park. So every day from November 23rd through the end of the year, Tuckins is going to be there. We're bringing out a big backyard fireplace that can come roast them up. And we're also going to be unveiling a winter flavor. We're going to have some peppermint Tuckins as well to go along with our classic and our cookies and cream flavors. That's awesome. And uh, it's basically an inside-out s'mores. It's on a stick, mm -hmm. so you guys can toast them. And what I like about it, it's on its own stick, so that you get it with the stick. Something innovative. Uh, my co-host is the one of the most successful restaurant uh, consultants in the tri-state area, uh, John Cole. You mean uh, me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, it, let me ask you a question. If you had a, a, a new product, which is innovative, you know, it's s'mores on a stick, yeah. inside out, uh, what what kind of markets do you think he should get in? Like, what kind of food truck? Well, let me ask, did his check clear first? <laughs> <laughs> no. What, What's your opinion on the product? No. Well, first of all, any food on a stick, I'm a big fan yeah, of. Coming sure. from the food truck and event vending world, um, 
anything on like a stick makes almost anything better. Yeah. What I would probably mm-hmm. recommend is to get out to as many events as you can. Uh, public events, uh, you know, whether it's in Philly or whatever, you know, there's websites out there that will tell you, you you kind of pop in a part of the country that you want to be at, Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, whatever, and they give you the top events by attendance, by uh, revenue generation. Um, you want to kind of get into those places. You want to get into those places so as many eyes on the prize, so to speak, eyes on the product as possible in a shorter period of time. You want everyone talking mm-hmm. about these things. I mean, first of all, you know, if someone doesn't love s'mores, uh, you know, <laughs> they're probably a robot or something, you know what I mean? But then beyond that, um, you know, putting a s'more on a stick uh, makes it a little more, let's say, uh, f- um, carnival friendly. Nice. You know what I mean? Like I've noticed for years they do the deep fried Oreos, right? Um, mm-hmm. when you start making those mobile, you know, I see people, you know, they wind up unhinging their lower jaw and dropping mm-hmm. the whole Oreo in there because, <laughs> y- you know, when you put something on a stick, I tell people all the time when they're like, oh, does mobility really help? Well, ask the guy who invented the ice cream cone. Yes. You know That's what I mean? True. That's sort of, mm-hmm. you. Got, so I would say, you know, the thing you want to do is you've already got a kind of a trendy name, which is cool, like a catchy name. Yeah. You really mm-hmm. just want to kind of get some promotional and graphical stuff generated and get outdoors as fast as you can. Absolutely. And then there's shows. Absolutely. Yeah. And then in the winter, cold weather, depending on where you are in the country, there's a lot of local industry shows. Get on some of those mm-hmm. mailing lists so that you know. Um, you know, what's going on and when. I mean, they always, the old thing of knowledge is power, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, you want to get this thing in front of as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the key. And then this way, you see what works, see what doesn't work. It's almost like a combination of PR and market research all in one shot. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And we had listeners all over. This is our first show in three weeks, and we had listeners all over the country. Uh, Minnesota, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Sad we were coming back? Or? Yeah, no, they were uh, very happy about the show, but I just want everyone to know John Cole was a very, very successful restaurant consultant, food truck expert, and uh, that's who was talking there. Jim Hassan is our resident chef. Uh, chef, what questions would you have about tuckins? Yeah, so uh, not only am I a chef, but I'm also a fat guy that likes s'mores. <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> and, that, and that's on his resume. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am gonna, it's going on my resume right after we, we get here. Uh, and I, I, I guess, I, and I know what an inside-out pizza is. I, I'm, I'm curious to like a little more about like what the inside-out is. is. Is the graham cracker inside of the marshmallow, or or how does that work? Yeah. Sure. So that's exactly right. So on the inside of the stick is the graham cracker, and that's all covered in chocolate. And that whole thing is tucked inside the marshmallow. So wow. if you're just looking at the product, all you're going to see is a looks like a white puck. That's the marshmallow on the outside. So you roast that up. That gets all caramelized, and the chocolate gets melty, and you have the nice crunch of the graham cracker inside. And that's pretty cool. That sounds great. And uh, our yeah. listeners, uh, our listeners are throughout the country, from Florida up to Vermont and beyond. Uh, let them know one more time how to get a tuck in, and let them know your social media tags. I don't care about them. Let me know. Uh, <laughs> Dilworth yeah, Park. Know, right? John and I will notes. be at Dilworth Park. This show is being filmed on YouTube also, <laughs> and they, they can see them taking notes. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. So you can purchase them on our website at tuck-ins.com. And one thing I also want to mention is we do a lot of events 
So we do a lot of weddings, bar mitzvahs, private events. Oh, that's fantastic. We were actually just at the uh, the Philadelphia Whiskey and Fine Spirits Festival. We, they uh, they purchased a large amount for them. So, yeah, you can uh, order in bulk rates as well. If you have any questions, drop us an email at info at tuckins.com or find us on Instagram at, at tuck tuck.ins or at Facebook at Tuckins Foods. And it's tuck-ins.com, correct? That's right. Yep. Dan, it was a pleasure to have you. We love introducing our audience to new and fun products, and this is definitely one of them. Yeah, Thank like you. I said, I mean, literally, it's a s'more on a stick. Yeah. If, if you're not down with this, you probably shouldn't be listening to our show. And it's inside out. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Exactly. <laughs> Dan, thank you so much, and have a great day, pal. I'll send you the show later today. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Oh, man, that's a pretty cool idea. I, mean, I keep hearing all these arguments about who they're going to put in charge of the country. <laughs> Why don't we put this guy in charge? At least he's got some, you know what I mean? I feel like our, our defense system could be just throwing a spear with, with a burning <laughs> with, marshmallow with, with this, on I know. I'm like, wait a minute. I hear you. And uh, just want to let everyone know about our new YouTube station. Our YouTube station is if you go to YouTube and you uh, search Food and Beverage Information Station. We are lucky enough that it comes up first. So if you go to YouTube, go in the search engine, and get uh, look for Food and Beverage Information Station. Someone said to me today, they're like, it's kind of like conjunction, junction. What's, What's your... <laughs> so uh, we're filming this show. My next guest is on the phone. He is my favorite guest. Uh, Taste Philadelphia, GourmetShows.com, www.GourmetShows.com. Chris Myers, how are you, sir? I'm awesome. How are you? Oh, we are totally psyched. We're on YouTube. We're on radio. We're on podcasting. We're, we're kind of like Oprah Winfrey of uh, the podcast world. Go ahead, Chris. Tell us about this amazing event. Well, uh, this is our 10th year in Philadelphia. Philadelphia Taste Festival is our nickname. It's a celebration of food, wine, and spirits. And we have 200 tables of anything that you want to taste or drink we have things that you can buy that you don't see in the supermarket great sauces great oils pickles nuts dressings um two two stages with continual demonstrations from celebrity chefs uh we have celebrity kevin wilson yes you know that (laughs) you know it chris (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> doesn't that guy have a so book out or something <laughs> they wanted trump or someone popular i said no i'll do it i'll take it <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> and and on friday also we have uh crown royal and the nfl and the nfl joint just joined a partnership and they're going to be for each football city they're going to have a uh a, a celebrity football player who will sign crown royal felt bags that are going to be the color of that team and the Philadelphia has chosen, the, or Crown Royal has chosen Brian Westbrook. So he'll be there Friday wow, signing, nice. signing Crown Royal bottles. And uh, it, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's, it's awesome. And then during the weekend, we have G-Love and, and Brian Duffy from Bar, Bar Rescue. Yes. We got, we got talent. We got fun. We got food. You got you to make it next weekend. And I'll tell you, this is a, uh, a must-see event. I did it last year. I was very happy to be there. But I have done tons of events, and I have been talking all year about how your event is the absolute best event I've ever done. You walk in there, and it is just packed 
with what they advertise, food and wine. Tell us about some of the uh, the vendors, Chris. Well, uh, on the on the alcohol side, we have uh, Johnny Walker, Kettle, Wine, Bullet, uh, like I said, Crown Royal. We got uh, Magical Spirits. It has every type of imaginable flavor liquor uh uh wines from bar hill and side uh we have we have bones rum vodka i mean bo- i'm sorry bones rum which is a really great rum wow. uh and then we, we we just have i can't go through all the all uh, yeah the but they the, um, the point i'm making have, but. yeah the point i'm making is you walk in there it is just jammed with all kinds of great vendors the I, point I'm, you're making is we're gonna get buzzed <laughs> i know right well, you're gonna get buzzed and and the thing is, it's 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 all inclusive. It's not like you come in the door and then first of all, the ticket prices are uh, are much less than you find in other big cities like Absolutely. New York or Miami with the have these these festivals. They're they're two three hundred dollars a ticket. We have you know we have uh, our tickets uh, range from you know a general admission ticket with uh, with the discount I'm going to give you guys at the end of this thing for a person is $35 wow. and you get get it all and including the celebrities and we don't try and get you once you get in there. That's fantastic. And that's important because a lot of the places don't do that. And I and, and I'm going to be uh, you know honest as possible. I did a ton of events uh, last year before his event and I was blown away by just how organized, how nice everything they say is true. Everything was great. You walk in it's just you know, t- nothing but uh, food and wine. I mean, it's, uh, and liquor, it's unbelievable. So, Chris, we have to tell our listeners, how can they go? Because I'm sure they're excited. You, if you go to the website you already mentioned, gourmetshows.com, and click on tickets and enter the code, and i got to make sure of this. Let me let me check my right. I believe it's Philly Taste 50. Okay. And Philly, Philly Taste Philly Taste Fest 50. Okay. If you enter that code, you'll get 50% off a ticket. Wow. All right. Now I want to make sure I'm clear. Gourmetshows.com. Philly Taste Fest 50. And you're going to get right. 50% off. I got to I'm going to I'm going to be pumping that this week. Well, this I'm is fantastic. Bill, I'm billing you. I'm billing you for the money we're losing <laughs> And we'll build wildfire. You, you, you remember this, but you yelled at me last year you yelled at me on the way out. You said that you had a buzz on and that you were fatter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Me. You're right. I was stumbling. Uh, listen, uh, when, Chris, actually, when and where? So and, much when for, and where I've never had this? a drink in my life. Right. It's it's November first and second, right, Chris? November first and second at the Valley Forge Casino. Now, what better venue can you have in a great event like this than the Valley Forge great Casino? Place. November first and second, GourmetShows.com. Philly Taste Fest, Taste Fest 50 will get you 50%. I'm kind of blown away by that. That's fantastic because I went last year, and I'm telling you, that's a bargain. I mean, I couldn't believe the vendors when I walked in the door. It was amazing. Chris, in, in well, clip. Well, the chefs. We, yeah, go ahead. We have, we have 20 um, celebrity chefs that all they want to do is, is meet you, have your picture taken with them, and give you food <laughs> while, while you do that. That, that, that that's, that's something we're really proud of. And then we have... Uh, a restaurant Friday. If you come Friday, you'll see Seasons 52 um, Harvest Beacrow wow. um, Restaurant. Uh, you know, and you know you got your Buffalo Wings is there, and, and David Buster's is giving out food, and, and 
and it, it's a pretty cool event on Friday. It's the same ticket price as a Saturday, but wow. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I challenge anybody to walk, come to our event and not be excited and not be full when they leave. Absolutely. I mean, and I'm, I was, I've been saying this to friends and I had friends of mine go last year based upon me bragging about it. And they were blown away by just the awesomeness of the vendors. Everybody's right there. I believe we had Isaiah Thomas there last year and they met him and this was great. And this year we have Brian yeah. West and this year we have Brian Westbrook. I mean, this is a win-win. Brian Westbrook, Brian Duffy, and 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 G Level uh, will be back again. He's from G Level and the Special Sauce, and he's going to be sampling his Good Life Brew, his new beer, plus sampling his, some cold beverages, his, his hot sauce, <laughs> and he's going to be sampling. Jim said his cold beverages. <laughs> but if you go, if you come to his demo, which is free, you can, you know, he's he's going to be sampling, uh, handing up uh, Bloody Mary samples. I, I don't know how anyone could not go to this event. If you're a foodie or if you're, you know, a wine connoisseur or, a, you know, whatever, I don't know how you can't go to this. Uh, what else we got going on, Chris? What what else? Yeah, people people ask me people ask me what's the demographic of your audience and you know anyone who eats. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. We have foodies from all. We have been uh, listened to literally all over the country since uh, we started doing, uh, you know, this new platform. So this is great. And uh, we have uh, listeners right now, Chris, tomorrow in Hudson Valley, New York, 1 p.m. Come on down. I mean, Valley Forge. It's like an hour, like an hour 20 minutes. Get, get down here. Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> and uh, GourmetShows.com, Philly Taste Fest 50 will get you 50% off your ticket. And I'm, I'm not kidding. This is the greatest event I've ever been to. So, Chris, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything you want to say in closing? No, I, I'll see you Friday, and uh, and and uh, thank you for uh, you know let me on your your show. This is a, this is a, I listen. I'm a I'm a fan. Oh. I, to be honest, pretty cool. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> I and, appreciate it. And let me tell you, I'm going to be pumping you the rest of the show because this this event has to be. You have to go. I mean, I'm not kidding. This is the greatest PG-13 event. I know it's a family show. Right. Dude. What are you doing, <laughs> Chris? Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much uh, for being here. Thank you. All right, thank, thank you, guys. Go Thanks, Bird. Chris. We're going to see you Friday. Thanks, Chris. Bye. And uh, I don't want to underestimate the fact how great GourmetShows.com. Uh, Go to GourmetShows.com, Philly Taste Fest 50, and so, it'll get, you'll it get It sounds the like it's a, being at a Yelp event without the crappiness of being in Yelp. Yeah, exactly. Brett T is not there. Exactly. But Brett I walked, probably invited, but no. Uh, I walked in the door last year, and I was blown away by the vendors. Great. Crown Royal, I mean, that's all you got to say. That's like, all you got to say. Is it wrong that like when my kids were infants, I put Crown Royal bags in their hands so they wouldn't cut their face? <laughs> but uh, No, you should have put Crown Royal in their, bo- their bottles to knock off all that noise. Yeah, all kidding aside, this is one of the best events you'll ever go to. Uh, now, let's take a break. Uh, we're going to go to commercial. We'll be right back with John Cole. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at facebook.com. That's uh, forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram, KJW1972. And for sponsorship opportunities, Starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at diningonadime at yahoo.com. 
And we're back with Jay Cole and two guys he found outside that he left put on the radio for a couple hours. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is Jay Cole, Dining on a Dime. We're just coming out of our interview. Um, Kevin sets up these great interviews. I barely get strangers to talk to me in the street. I, like, I could never do that. I'd be like, hey, you want to be on my show? And, and then it's just like a face full of like pepper spray. Um, one of the things I kind of, you know, I always like to do these segments when I can about what's on my mind, what's on my mind. One of the things that I've had asked a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot over the years, because I've judged a lot of cooking competitions. I've been in a bunch of cooking competitions. Uh, my friend Jim finished in the top 40 at that meatball thing that Mike Strauss did <laughs> over, <laughs> over in 40 South 40 out of 10. Um, <laughs> people ask, are the trophies really worth it? Um, I don't care if it's a plaque. Uh, at the Lorita Winery, we gave away uh, big serving plates. We've also given away uh, title belts that make me look like I'm the Intercontinental Champion in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just like anything else. If you are hustling and you have good product, good service, good location, good energy. We'll, put, we'll call it that because it's always something different. I don't care if you're a bakery. I don't care if you're a restaurant. I don't care if you're a food truck. I literally don't care if you're a hot dog vendor, you know, sitting in front of like, uh, there's a guy, I think his name is Dan. He's like a retired cop over at Tractor Supply um, in Lumberton. And the guy, you know, he he's does just really good hot dogs, just basic hot dogs. It's nothing crazy, but the guy's always there. People know he's there, rain or shine. Uh, like six months a year, he's there. And, you know, it's like two hot dogs and a soda for like three bucks. And I'm thinking, I, I don't necessarily need everything to be James Beard nominated. I just need to know you're there and that you're solid. Well, that's sort of what you get these awards for. Uh, Burlington County Times newspaper this week gave out a bunch of awards. And not surprisingly, a bunch of the people that we've talked to, talked about on this show, were first place fan favorite. We talked about the Robin's Nest, best brunch in Burlington County. Uh, we talked about John and Molly's fan favorite bar, best St. Patrick's Day. Um, <clears throat> the whole point here is this, not to say that pat ourselves on the back for calling it or anything like that, but if you have good energy, good intentions, a good product, those awards really do help you. When you go out there and you can legitimately say in advertising, we're the best brunch in Burlington County. You know how I know that? So I get this plaque sitting on my wall from, you know what I mean? Um, my buddy, uh, Jamie, Pizza Mori, Delran, I think four or five years in a row, he's been fan favorite pizza, best pizza in South Jersey from South Jersey Now Magazine. Uh, that's not an accident. Um, I've been friends with him for 13 years. I sometimes still have to wait for a table because someone that's been friends with him for 15 years got there first. Uh, that's not an accident. Expanding that beyond just our borders of Philadelphia, Atlantic City, uh, even New Jersey, New York, we've got our friends now in the Hudson Valley. Sure. Um, I've traveled a lot, and I've noticed that you can tell the difference pretty quickly if you bought the $500 advertising package in your local paper and they named you fan favorite or whatever. You can tell pretty quickly who earned those awards and who bought those awards. And what I would suggest to anyone is this. If you're thinking of buying an award, first of all, I'll give you a plaque for like a hundred bucks. No, no. Um, if you're thinking of buying an award, 
put that time and energy and money into your business. I don't care what you're doing. Uh, you're making grilled cheese sandwiches and you're looking to buy an award. Here's an idea. Find a local baker and get better bread. Yeah. Stop using that, you know, you guys Stop know, using craft singles. Yeah, your craft singles, your, your no-name bread that you're picking up at Restaurant Depot or whatever. Uh, maybe move the needle a little bit. You know, find some, you know, upgrade your product and earn that award. And I understand there are people listening to this saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Maybe not. Uh, this year uh, is basically 40 years. Yes, I'm super old. <laughs> um, it's 40 years. I've been working in this industry since high school, like a lot of us have been. And I've seen this same thing, go 80s, 90s, 2000s. It's always the same thing. Yeah, sure. Somebody wins their best burger award, right? Uh, Lucky's Tavern. Uh, we've talked about Lucky's oh, yeah. how many cool. times. They've won Best Burger. I've been a judge at Burger Brawl multiple times. I've been a host. Um, there's a reason why they keep winning that award. It's not a fluke. No, right. it's not a fluke. It's not an accident. It's not like they, you know, they sort of are, you know, trying to swerve one past. They really do have amazing burgers. Now, there's a few other places in the city in Philadelphia where you can get great burgers, but Lucky's keeps winning those awards. Right. Um, there are places, and I'm not going to name them by name because I hate to do that. Right. I hate, but there have been some places I've been to recently throughout South Jersey, one or two in Philadelphia, that are very proud to tell you that they won fan favorite sandwich. You know, it's the best liverwurst sandwich in New Jersey. Really? Who told you that? <laughs> Well, it was awarded to us by, oh, do you advertise in their magazine? Their, their grandmother's holding them. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden I find out, well, no, you don't even have the best liverwurst sandwich when you're standing in a kitchen with me. <laughs> um, so, you know what I mean? I I guess my thing is saying, and I don't mean to be a downer. We've, we've been away for a few weeks, but I'm a concerned a little bit. And if I'm concerned, I'm barely paying attention to my own life, let alone the industry. But- if if we're at a point now where people we've talked about this before, um, and Jim can can reference this too, it's 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 getting hard to find good help. Literally, it's not like a, a joke anymore. Restaurants are having trouble finding honest, reliable people that want to come in and work. People that like, won't dismantle a, a security system. Yeah, when yeah. We've had friends of this show. People have stolen money from their cash box. They were caught on. Uh, they were caught on the security camera. So their next move was to disassemble the security camera. Uh, no. Um, for those who might be listening, the next move is stop stealing from someone who gave you a job. Yeah. Um, I say this having been in the food industry, various areas of it for forty years. We really need to tighten up our game a little bit. Um, an old guy like me, I'm more out than in. I've told people before, I'm semi-retired. I only do particular things. If I don't know you, I'm probably not going to take on new clients unless you're recommended by someone I know. But overall, we really need to tighten our game up a little bit. And I know there's people that are going to be listening to this that are saying, you've never run a restaurant. Yeah, I have. Uh, you've never had a caterer wedding for 200 people. Yeah, I have. Um, and uh, I'm just saying, you know, I've done consultations. I've done all kinds of stuff. And this isn't even about me. But my point is, I'm pretty laid back. I'm pretty low key. If you can't figure that stuff out, get out of the business. Because yeah. another problem is there's too much cosplaying 
and not enough professionalism. There's too many people pretending to be a chef. And the late, great Carl Ruiz mentioned this all the time. There's always someone in a supermarket or whatever, and they're cosplaying as a chef. You know, you can buy the white coat for like, what, 36 bucks on Amazon. You don't have to earn them anymore. Uh, I was at a Halloween party at my friend's yesterday. We had like three chefs there, Chef Boyardee, the Swedish <laughs> chef. Um, you know what I mean? If you, I, I, And I'm not into the whole, you know, how high is your hat thing or whatever. Um, but we need to tighten our game. When I'm hearing more and more people talking about having a positive experience at Olive Garden, for me, a positive experience of Olive Garden is not getting mugged in the parking lot. Right. But companies are tightening up their game because they're seeing the money disappearing. Yeah. Well, when I see restaurants that are closing, good restaurants that are closing, even like a firehouse subs closed in New Jersey, um, this is a state that everybody likes hoagies and subs. How are you not making money? Thankfully, I saw there's new ownership, they're back open or whatever. But there's too many choices and there's too many opportunities. I have people who follow me on social media for years that got into cooking because they couldn't find a decent restaurant. That's not okay. And yeah. I realize this isn't the usual segment I try to do where I roast somebody, you know, you got this wrong, you got that <laughs> wrong. But I think it's important at least once in a while. Yeah, but you're helping people around the Yeah, country. I mean, I'm hoping once in a while we sort of try to get a little bit serious and say, look, I am saying this is someone that's rooting on your uh, – I'm on your side. I'm rooting for you. I'll be more than happy to go to my local deli before I go to some mega supermarket Absolutely. owned by an even larger store. Yes. But don't sort of rely on the fact. Don't rely on my goodwill. My goodwill is tied to neck directly into your good energy. Right. If you're only going half in and half out, well, then what? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm already paying more money. Everybody knows if I go into South Philly and get an Italian hoagie, it's going to be way more than if I go to Jersey Mike's or something, right? Yeah. I'm willing to go into South Philly. I'll go into Mies Deli or one of these places and I'll get, you know, an amazing hoagie. And I'm happy to do it. Happy to see all the faces, you know, that are jealous on the train on the way back. Like, oh, I wish I'd have done that instead of going to Subway. Well, yeah, exactly. But the point is if you're, and I'm, this is not to say that Mies Deli has done this. I'm just using them as an example. Right. We all know the places that are only half in it. They're half-hearted into it. They're kind of fronting. They're kind of pretending. Um, either be in or be out. Because if you're in and you're confusing the field, it's like, you know, this is, you're trying to read the field. Like his quarterback, before he throws downfield, he reads the field, right? The last thing he needs is people running around that shouldn't be there. It's my 11, you're 11, and we go. Yeah. Um, I, and I think to a certain extent, there's way too much of everything now. Some of you people should take stock in what you're doing. And if you're getting beat regularly by a Panera and you consider yourself to be a bread store— maybe you're not. Yeah, I agree. And I realize that's like kind of a downer. I don't mean it to be a downer. We've been away for a few weeks. We're going to have a lot of fun on the show. Right. Uh, Kevin will be doing his bit in just 30, 60 yeah. seconds. Uh, my Philly dish. We're going to hear a bunch of good info. But after the – we'll go back to that because that's actually a good I just – I'm concerned. I'm concerned that I see really good places yeah. not making it because not only – look, everybody knows I love Wawa. Wawa's competition for everybody and everything. Yeah. If you don't make it because of Wawa, well, okay, that's fine. But if you don't make it because of Wawa and five other places that are open and closed and half in and half out and the sanitary department is always conditionally approving you, yeah. just close your doors, man. Yeah. Close your doors and spend your time and energy and money somewhere else. Exactly. And let's and go to- here endeth the lesson. <laughs> and let's I'm go in. to break and we'll be back with My Philly Dish. I'm 
For more details and information on what's happening in and around Philly, check out Philly Bite Magazine online at phillybite.com. Or tune in to Dying on a Dime on the My Philly Dish Hour, Tuesdays through Fridays at 11 a.m. Right here on IndyPhilly.com. Kevin Wilson here from Dining on a Dime with this week's edition of My Philly Dish on Indie Philly Radio, your source for the latest food and beverage news and events in and around the Philadelphia region. Here, let's get to the news. Opening in the East Tower at Parktown Place Museum District Residences, the Hadley Restaurant will, will honor mid-century sensibles uh, mid-century sensibilities while paying homage to 1859. The menu features innovative shared plates and comfort foods presented with well-crafted cocktails, including sea and land fare, and they also have plenty of vegan options. On Tuesday, October 29th, Chef Nick Elmai in the Valley will be hosting an event to benefit Project Black and Blue in in. Innovative, found in, innovative, founded by craft-made aprons to provide assistance to industry workers suffering from mental, physical, and or financial stress. That's Kids me. stay in school. That's why Nick hired me. Yes. From open to close on Thursday, October 31st, Carabas is offering free kids meal with the purchase of an adult entree at all Carabas restaurants nationwide. This is a dine-in only special, so plan to stop in before heading out for a fun night of trick-or-treating. And finally, don't miss out on the 10th annual Summers Point Restaurant Week. It will start Friday, November 1st through Sunday, November 10th, offering price-fixed menu pricing for lunch and dinner at participating restaurants throughout the city. They have incredible restaurants down in Summers yes. Point. We don't mention them all as often as we should probably. And friend of the show, Chef Nick Elmai, I want to just make sure it's in the Valley. We'll be hosting an oh event me. to uh, benefit uh, Project Black and Blue. Jim, let's talk about uh, uh, Chef uh, Elmai. Elmi. Elmi. It's, it's Elmi. Elmi. Yeah. Kids, don't worry. That's the last time Kevin gets to read out loud. That's now he's going to follow along so silently while I we read aloud. I told him to print it out. So I, I guess uh, the reason you're asking me about that because I, I work for him at Royal Boucher. That's right. Not um, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or I did until until I messed up his name. Um, yeah, he's he's a, he's a great guy, and and, and uh, I think he was asked like, how do you get a job? How do you get a job cooking for Nick Elmi? And uh, his answer was, uh, "Don't be an a hole." Okay. And and he's like, "I can teach anyone to do any kind of thing. I just can't teach someone to be a good person." Um, yeah. So I I ended up uh, so I was working uh, at seventeen thirty two meats, where he was uh, curing some of his meats for Royal Boucherie before they opened. And uh, he asked me if I needed a job, and I did. And uh, uh, so I work for him now, and he's a he's a, he's a Pretty cool guy. And for our listeners nationwide, he was on a. T- he he got a he got known uh, for uh, he was he won an episode or a season of Top Chef. Okay, so that's which how, is not easy to do. Oh and no, he did it, and, no, and that's how our listeners around the country will know Chef Nicholas Elma Elmi Elmi. I'm sorry, I don't know why I can't me Taylor cut his mic. I, I just can't. <laughs> I, I just can't. But anyway, a uh, lot of good stuff on the My Philly Dish uh, this week. John, talk about... There's a site they can go to to, to, to kind of read, read more of this Philly, stuff. Phillybite.com. Yeah. And uh, you can listen to us every Monday through Friday 
uh, or Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. on Indie Philly Radio, IndiePhilly.com. John, talk about the Summers Point restaurants. Summers Point, and I don't, and here's the problem I get with Restaurant Week. If I name a particular restaurant, I get, why didn't you name mine? Why didn't I name yours? So right, what I'm, I'm going to, restaurant scene. What I'm going to tell you. Well, then for the next 45 minutes, we'll just talk about. Every restaurant. <laughs> you know what? It's really funny, though. And I've I've told this story before a little bit, and people sort of think I'm kidding, and I'm not. I've been out in parking lots where people have been like, hey, why didn't you mention me? And I'm like, first of all, the fact that you know who I am is a little creepy. Who are you? <laughs> and second of all, who are you? Have I ever eaten at your place? Um, there is a restaurant, there are two restaurants that come to mind and I'm just going to throw them out here and, you know, I, hopefully nobody is upset or offended. Um, one is, uh, the grilled cheese and crab cake company. Everybody knows very close to my congested heart, grilled cheese sandwiches. This is one of the few guys that makes grilled cheese sandwiches as good as I do. Um, and I don't say that too often. Um, this guy's food is great. Grilled cheese doesn't go with crab cakes. Yeah, yeah, it does. Wow. Um, let him kind of turn you into a believer. It's casual. Guys is, considers himself a sandwich specialist, and I love that. Uh, I'm a big believer in life is better between two slices of bread. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know what I mean? I, 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 if you're going to go down to Summer's Point Restaurant Week, pop into there. The other place I'm going to talk about is, real briefly, yeah. is Anchorage Tavern. Um, they're right on Bay Avenue there. It's kind of a little bit deceptive because they're very casual and laid back, and I dig this, right? They're like, oh, we just do American food, whatever. Their food is absolutely delicious. Wow. They do like a deviled crab cake app at the bar. Uh, there's really no reason to sit down. I just need, you know, like 11 bottles of beer and like three orders of this app, and that's better than like a Thanksgiving dinner. Is it connected to anything like Alaskan because it's called Anchorage? Mm, not really. I think they mean Anchorage in the... Literal sense of the word, like, like the maritime, the, got it. not so much the geographical setting, uh, but they have just have really good food. It's seafood based. Okay, um, I'm here like Kevin looking at my phone to get an address for them. No, yeah, no, it's, no, it's uh, Bay Avenue in Summers Point. I'm actually going to throw curveball to appeal outside of the area. Uh, what do you guys think about restaurant weeks in general? And I'm going to throw this out there because. Uh, I had a foodie uh, that communicates with us uh, who made a point when we were doing our Restaurant Week show last year. He said, Restaurant Week, uh, they cut down the portions on the meals. So you're getting three meals for whatever, 35 or whatever. And he tried to say they cut down on the portion sizes. What do you guys think about that? I would say... We don't know who, but he mentioned it I, in I, I would say there were two examples of that. One is... Well, nobody wants to lose money on Restaurant Week, right? Um, we've had people who listen to this show, friends of the show, yeah. that have lost money on Restaurant Week. Every year, Reading Terminal Market loses money every time they do one of those market fairs, market after dark things, because they're still selling at the same price that they do during the day. And everybody knows sun goes down, price goes up. Right. As far as shrinking the portions down, I'm sure there are people that do that. Um, I know for a fact, for example, Haddonfield's Restaurant Week, I'm at Kitchen Consigliere. I've been in Kitchen Consigliere several times. Um, portion size never changes. Right. Service never changes. Same in my experience. Yeah. The only thing that changes is you better make sure you have a reservation. Hit that open table. Uh, if you're old school, call the restaurant. Because on Restaurant Week, 
that's the whole point of it. People are out and about. I don't think they're a bad thing. I do think they're maybe a little bit misused. Um, one of our radio uh, brethren, so to speak, Tony Bruno, right. he joked around with me on Twitter last year. Isn't like every third week restaurant week in Philadelphia. It seems like it. <laughs> seems like it. Right. To people who work in the industry, it's South Philly restaurant week. It's, you know, it's Philly restaurant week. It's, it's Italian Philly restaurant week. There's a lot of them. But if at the end of the day, and this is just my take, Jim's might be different because he's actually on that firing line. <laughs> but from my point of view, if it's opening eyes, just like I said to Chris, or not Chris, who was our marshmallow guy earlier? Yeah, Dan. Insta- Dan? Dan. I said to Dan, as many people as can hear your music, try your food, see your, see your art, find you, whatever you're doing, the better. It's the more opportunities you have to make fans, followers, customers, whatever. Now, now, Jim, you might see it a little bit differently because, you know, you're up to your shoulders in this thing. It's yeah. interesting. Go ahead. I, I think uh, Restaurant Week... The, the it, it, they mean well. The idea is like, hey, try the restaurant where, where it's cheaper, and then you know come back later when it you know for, come back later and often. Right. But that doesn't happen, and and, be, and it's because there's so many restaurant weeks. People can just ride one restaurant restaurant yeah. week to another. You know, and, and budget wise, it, I mean, I I don't have a lot of money to spend, so I understand it. But yeah, I mean, like the restaurant week, they mean well, but it it. it Ultimately, like it ends up hurting the restaurant, I think. And two of my best dining experiences were during restaurant week. Ocean Prime, I went there, three courses, 35. That was a great meal. But Abe Fisher on Samson Street was one of my all-around favorite restaurant week experiences. I went there on restaurant week and saved a little bit of money. I'm a positive. So did you go back, though? No, I didn't. That's the the point that I'm making. I've already been there. Right. And that was a little bit what I was saying, too, about there's a downside to it. You shouldn't be going to restaurant week, restaurant expecting to be fed like you're at Old Country Buffet and dropping 10 bucks. And you should also not be... If, and I'm not saying to go to a place that you don't like, but if you go to a place, and we'll just call it Main Street Bistro, right? And apologies to any real Main Street right, right. Bistros who think I'm singling them out. You go to, I'll say, a Main Street Bistro on your town's restaurant week, and you go over there and you check it out, and it's great. Please don't say, I'll wait till next year and go back. Right. They might that's, not that's be the there point. next year. And, and, but you're right. I didn't go back, but it was one of the best dining experiences I've ever had. So now, let's see. First of all, we got Kevin misread my Philly dish. <laughs> so we'll be getting sued by Nick Elmy tomorrow. <laughs> right. And then, uh, oh my, that's a lot of money to ask him. Oh my. And um, Lions he and can't tigers go back and to bears. Oh my. <laughs> it, he, can't, he can't go back to Abe Fish. <laughs> but uh, one thing I want to mention to our Good friends in Hudson Valley, New York. I'm uh, looking right from the internet. Uh, November 4th through the 17th, uh, 2019, uh, is your restaurant week. So, Hudson Valley, you have your restaurant week November 4th. Hudson Valley, 17th. you have some great locations, oh, yeah. some amazing views out that way, um, some super fresh produce, people doing these amazing desserts. And three courses. Well, now that we're famous out there, we should roll in. Yeah, we right. should roll in. Like, we're here for restaurant week. Chop, chop. <laughs> but uh, three courses out in Hudson Valley, uh, November 4th through the 17th. Three-course lunch for twenty two ninety five and three-course dinner for thirty two ninety five. 
Uh, take advantage of it. Try out those great restaurants in Jesus, the Hudson Valley. It's worth the drive up between the gas and the Wawa coffee yeah. and get back and forth for like 60, <laughs> 70 bucks for the day. Yeah, it's a nice day. That is a nice day. Uh, John, go back to your point. we got three minutes in the segment. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk a little bit about was, uh, and again, you know, playing off of what Jim was just saying about restaurant weeks, is there, they're meant to be a positive, but I would have to say at the end of the day, I don't know if they're as positive as they could and should be. And I think maybe part of that is human nature. I've heard people say things like, how come this sushi place isn't on restaurant week? Really? Do I, do I have to revisit the gas station sushi episode show <laughs> to explain to you why? You do not want to be paying uh, you know, low prices. In Marlton, they recently, or Evesham, they had a sushi place closed. And I'm not going to say I was glad to see someone fail, but um, it was not a particularly clean place. And the ownership was not particularly open to my explaining to them that cleanliness at a sushi place is as important Crucial. as the quality of fish. Oh, yeah. Um, now they're not there anymore. Yeah. And it's an empty space. So who's actually winning? Um, Restaurant week is a good idea. But I think it's one of these things, and we've talked about this before, like many things in life, not just the culinary world, but in life in general, it's maybe better in theory than in practice. Most things are better in theory because human beings are... You know, people. <laughs> people <right>. are <laughs> people, ru- people, you're ruining stuff. Knock it off. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice, th- nice things. This is why right. we can't have nice restaurant weeks. That's our new t-shirt. But that's the greatness of this show because we just got insight into restaurant week from a very successful restaurant consultant, John Cole, and then the chef who's on the line, you know, in the battlefield, uh, Chef Jim Hassan. Well, I knew Jim would have a, a, at least a somewhat contrasting opinion right? because it's just like I'm walking in a museum and I see a sculpture and I'm like, oh, that's super nice. Right. And then there's the person who took, you know, a hundred days and thousands of hours of their lives to put into it. And they, you know, they have a little bit of a more deeper appreciation. I've always told my customers if there's a restaurant week, be part of it. Yes. Um, I told people when they started doing community university up in Princeton, I had a couple clients right off of Washington Avenue, right off of Nassau Avenue, Nassau Street. And I'm like, you want to be part of this. Oh, yeah. I don't care how hard, you know, oh, well, I don't have this. I don't have that. Too bad. Yeah, get involved. You know, if you have to close your store for the day and move your stuff up onto the the main thoroughfare to get out there, it's better. Because think about it. Um, I'm at a night market in Chinatown. I'm seeing the food trucks. I'm seeing the vendors. I'm not taking a Louie down some alley that looks like Batman's parents got shot in to try to find a place. No, find me. Okay, let's go to break. And when we come back, Chef Jim Hassan, Grub House Philly. You can find Table for One, written by Dining on a Dime's own Kevin Wilson, at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. Okay. All right, welcome back. Uh, So... They alluded to it earlier, and I wanted to uh, kind of give a shout out to uh, Pete Fry and uh, Michael Strauss, who still has a foot in the door at uh, Tap Room at 19th. Uh, they had their meatball showdown uh, this year. You and finished it, in the top 40, right? <laughs> it was a, uh, you know, it, it, it's had some controversy in the past. I think if, you know, if you want to remember that, uh, I think uh, Jen Zavala uh, won one year for doing a vegan meatball in, in South Philly. You can't say your name on the air. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it's kind of died down now, and uh, I think I, I think uh, of the twelve people in there, I was the only actual chef there. Mostly, it was just local people, and there was a woman. Uh, there was a guy next to me who was a, a firehouse chef, and he made this beautiful. Uh, 
chicken and mozzarella meatball. And the, the woman next to me just was like kind of like drinking a glass of wine and <laughs> talking about, oh, this is just a regular meatball. And she ended up winning the whole thing with her regular <laughs> meatball. And it was she was just a local woman who uh, uh, made an excellent meatball. So yeah, it, it was a, it was a fun time and a good experience. And uh, definitely, uh, if you see it next year, check it out and you can come up and get some free meatballs. Yeah, that's great. Uh, let's talk about some cooking tips. Jim says he has some cooking tips. Let's talk about that. So I wanted to ask uh, uh, you guys, uh, like, how do you like your eggs, Kevin? I love them scrambled. So scrambled, uh, that's yep. kind of, that's kind of how I grew up. What about John? Uh, preferably on a roll with pork roll and cheese. Uh, that was the exact <laughs> answer I was expecting from you. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I guess it's, it depends on how you grew up. Like, we never did anything other than scrambled growing up, so that's what I knew growing up. Uh, so and then when I got the job at at Grubhouse doing eggs, I was like, oh wait, there's other ways to do <laughs> eggs and, and I, <laughs> uh, yeah, quick typing things into YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But um, so you're saying don't order the poached egg at Grubhouse? I'm not. <laughs> so uh, we can give some uh, cooking tips like poached egg. I, I'd never done a co- poached egg before before starting at Grubhouse, but I've had to do it since and. Uh, yeah, you got to get you know get your water boiling a little, or like just just to boil, and you crack the eggs in. And actually, uh, the the other one tip about that is that put a little bit of vinegar in the. In yeah, the what water. do they call they, that? Decidulated yeah. water. I know that's like a big word, and people are like, "That can't be J Cole." I just heard it on TV. People, I didn't really know the word. Okay, but. tell us about the vinegar because that's something. Different. Yeah, that's I a mean, great they, tip. They they tell you to put the vinegar in the in the water as it's brown before you crack the eggs in, and and I actually don't know what it does, but it makes it. It kind of keeps the egg uh, from spreading out too much and, and making a nice little pocket of uh, poached egg. Nice. Um, that's that's kind of one of the harder, you know, like usually when we're at Grubhouse and somebody order this is like kind of behind the scenes, but like if somebody orders a poached egg, we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, uh, so and then, and then you know, then there's a. And, and and scrambled. I mean, there, there's different. I had a I had an argument today, or and, and about scrambled egg. And and uh, we when we do uh, like eggs at, at Grubhouse, if if somebody wants some scrambled, we kind of do almost like an omelet style, where we you know we scramble the egg, we put it on the grill, and then fold it over, and then put it back on the on the plate. And uh, I had a, a chef say, no, it's if it's scrambled, it's got to be chopped up. Okay. That's what I thought. The first time I had that was in Canada. I was in Montreal, and I'm always, when I I travel somewhere, my expectations are low. I didn't know their food. This was easily 20 years ago, probably more. And I figured scrambled eggs. I knew what Canadian bacon was, (laughs) so I basically ordered their ham and egg platter. And it was, you know, sliced Canadian bacon is very good, and scrambled eggs. I'm like, how can this go wrong? It comes back, and it's in like a weird triangle. And I'm like... Did this guy think I wanted a crepe? Because if you go to Montreal, it's very um, francophile. There's a lot of places where, you know, English is not the primary language in, in Quebec, in, in Montreal. So, and no, that was, it was a simple fold. It, the, the eggs were delicious. They were fluffy. But I'd never seen that before. Right. So we do folded eggs at Grubhouse. But just, nice. And the, and the basic reason that is like because it's just, that way. Yeah, it's just yeah. easier. Like when you're chopping up these eggs on the grill, like, you know, like, Taking the thing and then getting it back on the plate, you're dropping like pieces of it off. Now he said that scrambled eggs means chopped egg, but I, I, I feel like scrambled is, is is like when it when the egg is cracked into a bowl, you scramble it. That's where oh, yeah. it's scrambled. Yeah. After that scrambled, there's many different things you can do with it. That that egg, you can make an omelet, you can make a folded egg, you can make an, a chopped up 
egg. Um, also, uh, I don't know how you guys do it. Do you add milk to your egg if, you, if you're doing scrambled eggs at home? Up until very recently, I would add some dairy, usually sour cream. Mm. Now that's um, interesting. That I would add sour cream. It would give the eggs a little tang. Um, I was told by, and I have a lot of respect for this guy. I've seen him in a culinary concert. Uh, I've watched his shows for probably close to 20 years. Alton Brown. Yes. Uh, he sort of has YouTube videos out there and other, uh, you go to his website None of those things should go in eggs. Literally, the eggs should be gently beaten and put into a pot, not a rocket hot pan. Stop. I love cast iron. Don't scramble, cook scrambled eggs in a, in a cast iron pan. No, uh, that, you know, don't be a hero. Find something that's nonstick. And the eggs should be gently folded, as, as Jim was just talking about. And I found the better egg flavor without the sour cream or the half and half or whatever. Um, I, I stopped salting my eggs. Because I found out, again, from Alton Brown, that the salt kind of messes with the egg as it's cooking. That's great. And <laughs> it doesn't, I just, I didn't know that. And the pepper burns. Um, people who use real pepper, you know, the fresh cracked black pepper, you put that in a pan, it burns. Nice. So one Good of the tip. things I found that um, you kind of want to do is, you know, you fold the egg. If you're folding the eggs at Grubhouse, that. You know, that makes That's me the, happier. Yeah. I come from the diner world. I've been taught how to cook by short order cooks. And I hate to say it, but they're not that worried about your food's texture right. or appearance. They're worried about feeding the 50 truck drivers that are sitting at the counter yeah. and getting their money and getting them out the door as quick as they and can. chopping it up makes it more dry as well. Yeah, it really right. does. It's something about the eggs, the proteins. Uh, do me a favor. If you want to be looking for the science, nobody here is a food scientist. <laughs> right. there's, um, there's, but there is really science behind why. You know, don't mess with your eggs so much. As someone who cannot cook ramen... Is there any is there any tips on uh, how to get fluffy eggs? Because so yeah, go actually ahead. yeah, uh, that's what I was gonna I was just about to say is that okay. when you add because uh, as a you know I was a baker before I did most of my chef work when you add milk to the eggs it makes it fluffier it'll oh, okay. it'll make it kind of like more cakey I don't know cakey right is it where if you if you don't if you omit the egg, if you omit the the milk. Which is what we do at Grubhouse. We don't put anything other than just mixing up the That's egg. That's awesome. It's it, it makes it a little more um, not as not as dry and like a little bit dense, which. Is, nice. You know, may, may, and that's the problem with the eggs is that people have different tastes of what they want. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, a lot of people like me wouldn't even know that. I but add, no if idea. you if you want it to be fluffier, add the milk to it. That's well, nice. the other thing too is we were talking about. You, you, this excellent point of people have different tastes, right? Yeah. Think about this. When you make an omelet at home, uh, if you make an omelet at home, you throw your eggs in your nonstick pan, you throw your fistful of stuff in there, and you go. Think about how they do it when you go to a nice brunch buffet, yeah. like Mashulo. I'm just picking one out of Right, my, right, right. You go to their very nice uh, omelet station. That's not what they do. Now, keep in mind, these guys cook more omelets in a day than you will cook in your life. Yeah. And they don't do that. They, they barely have, even touch the, the eggs with the, with a spatula. Yeah. They're like just with their hand the, there. The, the less you fuss with stuff, the better it is. And then when you go up there and then, you know, the guy in front of me gets ham and cheddar and then I come up and I get salmon and dill, they're not changing their techniques for everybody. They have a technique that works for everything. And it's kind of minimal movement, um, you know, and 
I would suggest, and we've talked about this before, um, obviously I want people to be in the kitchen and do whatever they want. Right. A guy like Jim gives you a good tip on how to do stuff. Like, you know, stop messing around with stuff. Don't overwork stuff. Don't overbeat stuff. Um, listen to him. Because whatever you've cooked, Jim has cooked way more of it yeah. in like a week. Especially eggs. <laughs> at six jobs, you know what I mean? Where you're just sort of, you know, like the normal mom or dad, stay at home, crack the eggs. And that's fine to do what you want to. Also, eggs are supposed to be two colors. And I understand that in French, this is a lot funnier than in English. Eggs are two colors and two colors only. <laughs> if there's brown in there, if there's some kind of creamy tan or black in there, something wrong. Those <laughs> eggs belong in either the pet bowl or the trash. <laughs> and Jim, if uh, we got about two minutes to wrap, uh, if I was to come to you, what would your number one tip be for eggs? Because I know a lot of people are at home trying to learn to cook. So if you were to tell them one thing about right. eggs, I mean, uh, and this again, is a guy that's cooking a thousand eggs a day. Again, it, you know, John said it said it right. Like cast iron, like cast iron pans are great for a lot of things, but eggs not. Like they just, you need something where you can like the eggs are going to slide, which is a non-stick pan. So you use your non-stick pan. Um, there, there's a also a uh, take on butter or oil. I think oil is actually better. Oh, okay. I mean, butter might give it some more flavor, but oil will. Have it look it'll it'll look better, especially if you're doing like a um, uh, an over easy or you know or you know there's different levels like over easy, over medium, over hard. Over hard's we love it when people order over hard at Grubhouse because all you got to do is crack <laughs> the egg on the thing, uh, uh, hit the hit the yolk so it breaks, and then just cook it. Over over easy is harder because you got to make sure. It's it's uh you know like people want the juiciness of that yolk. I'll tell you what, that's a fantastic tips, and we're getting a lot of praise from uh, for Jim uh, with his cooking tips. Uh, and tell them about yourself. We're Grubhouse Philly. And- so yeah, I mean you you can uh, find me uh, most days at Grubhouse Philly where I, I make breakfast, um, and then. Uh, Weekends, I work the raw bar at Royal Boucherie for Nick Elmi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, some weeknights, I, I, I picked up a job at uh, Moondog Grill, which is a you know it's it's a it's a mall food court, but they're Love doing uh, some excellent. I mean, I wouldn't have taken this job if it was just yeah some right. some BS. And speaking of awards, he's won a bunch of uh, best of fan Ira, favorite awards. Ira knows exactly. I mean, and, right and, at the and, Morristown Mall, yeah. he knows exactly. I mean, he has a, a method for everything that he does there. And, and, well, I think and, he's and what, fifty years in the business. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And, and even though I've had experience, I'm like, I'm just going to follow exactly what you say. <laughs> exactly. Because it's it's the right thing to do. That's awesome. And we want to thank our guest today. Taste Philadelphia Festival of Food, Wine, and Spirits. Oh, there's no excuse if you don't go there. Right. Uh, it, just go. It's an amazing... T- just go. And I've said off the air, that is the best event yeah. I've ever attended. November 1st and 2nd. I want everyone to go to GourmetShows.com. If Nick Elmy gives me off one of those nights, I will You have make to go. It. I mean, this is a must-foodie uh, event. Uh, GourmetShows.com, Philly Taste Fest 50 will get you 50% off of your tickets. Uh, Dining on a dime, yahoo.com to contact us. I want to also thank Dan from Tuckins, www.tuck-ins.com. Uh, That's a great idea, man. Like I want one of those. Food so on a stick is awesome. Now I'm thinking of going home and messing around with food on a stick. Yeah, because uh, it, it, it's it's a neat idea. I saw him at a f- good luck, Dan. Yeah, I saw him at a festival. I said this is pretty cool, and I invited him on the show. Uh, the Taste Philadelphia Food and Wine is at the Valley Forge Casino Resort, 1160 First Avenue. All right, let's get down to our business. 
Uh, we have a new YouTube channel. I will be doing a, a different kind of after-the-show show tonight. I'm going to be giving you good and bad about this show, My Philly Dish. <laughs> and we'll talk about it's all that. dining on a dime after dark. <laughs> and we'll D- be talking about all that. D-O-D-A-D. And it's going to be the best after-the-show show you've ever seen. Go to YouTube, uh, search for Food and Beverage Information Station. And we come up first in the search results. Subscribe to the channel, uh, phillyrestaurantreviews.com. We had over 1,000 people go to our website just since last Sunday. Uh, that uh, The website gives yeah, you everything. Yeah, we're pretty over with the crowd. Pretty over with the crowd. I mean. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. I, you know, we all appreciate your support. Hudson Valley, have a great Monday. Uh, we'll be back. Stay hungry, everybody. Have a great day. For more details and information on what's happening in and around Philly, check out Philly Bite Magazine online at phillybite.com. Or tune in to Dying on a Dime on the My Philly Dish Hour, Tuesdays through Fridays at 11 a.m. right here on IndyPhilly.com.